Welcome back to episode 204 of the Alpha Male Buddhist from Brooklyn podcast. I'm your host, Miguel. So we're going to get right into this episode. It's about culture. And uh, again, as you know, everything that you hear on this podcast episode is non-commercial, fair use, creative commons license. And right now I'm going to play a clip from a YouTube channel that I get a lot of music from, and it's Chinatown Sound. And basically it's rappers, cats that stand literally on Canal Street. Go check it out on YouTube. It's Chinatown Sound. Literally as people walk by in the street, you know, they just roar right there in the street and they just start spitting, you know, like their bars, like for two minutes or 16 bars, whatever. But this is a a cat named Ito, E-T-O. I think he's from Rochester, New York. But the dude, I mean, this, this, these bars, man, this is just poetry, man. A little dark, you know, but I mean, again, it's something that, what life is, you know, everything is not cream puffs and Twinkies, you know, you got some real life, man, and and you need to see the full spectrum of it. So I'm going to roll this clip with Ito from Chinatown Sound, E-T-O, and uh, we're going to get into the episode. Smacked around for a deuce, killed for 16 no's. He might could get his weight up. If he grows, my white gal got a 10. Pinky toes, no love, just blessings. Wish me those. Love when the devil's at work, cause he hates the prayer. I love it. Rob, you blind with our faces bare. You don't ever spare the rat, feed the snake with care, and kill both of them. Old or young, take it there. I will overcome. Overcame, they didn't like it. If he could afford his habits, he could pay for his vices, you see? I'ma love the game until it ain't in my likeness. I hated it, till robberies made it the heisest. I was scared, I ain't wanna do it, I still did it. If I had to and have to, I will get it. Wasn't glad to, I'm past due, but I held different in my cash blue. And fast food got mail tickets. Twice I failed, they lucked up with me once. Give him a shot, then he fucks up the re-up. Put him in the spot, now the young buck is G'd up, huh? Kick locks and untuck till we up. Couple avenues that I run and they ran from. Stuck on what I had to do till this day and I can't run. That ain't just a stab or two, he got cut to the handgun. Now the youngin has to shoot but can't come with the tantrums. No pitching, they shot underhand. He just got his top popped, I just popped rubber bands. I stand on what not to do, what not doesn't stand. Don't risk it all stopping through one stop, couple jams. But might as well package it, traffic it. He was a stand-up guy till he had to sit. The bags plus size stuffed the bags a bit. I stand on one side, passionate. So I've been doing a lot of researching and a lot of reading and uh, fell into that whole rabbit hole with the Nephilim and the Fallen Angels and that whole time period with the uh, Dead Sea Scrolls and the Book of Enoch. I'm actually like well submerged into that whole rabbit hole as we speak. I've been looking at all the videos and such. So the one thing I can say that's really interesting about this whole thing with the Nephilim and the Fallen Angels and how they taught us or taught mankind weaponry and shields and swords and warfare is that it almost seems like there is some select class of elites out there that 
I don't know I don't know how to explain it, but it's like they're tied into this whole thing. If you if you go into the book of Genesis, like Genesis six through I don't know fourteen or whatever, they get into the Nephilim. This, just go right into Google or go in, uh, go into YouTube and type in you know the Nephilim and the fallen angels in the book of Enoch. You will uh, you know if you're into that subject matter. I mean it's it's very dense, but f- from just looking at this one on the outset, I mean, I'm seeing a lot of parallels between those days and these days with regard to this whole Nephilim and fallen angels and this whole book of Enoch and the predictions that come from that book and what they're putting on us right now. So just, just an interesting side note, you know? So let's get into the episode. The subway train shook the platform as it pulled into the Midtown Manhattan Station, which was built over 100 years ago. And as you step into the subway car, you hear the sound of the underground slick-talk salesman peddling his fragrance wares while educating his captive audience on the latest trends from London, Milan, and Paris. Now look at this one. I got Versace for men and women. I got everything for men and women. Everybody knows Versace, Gucci, and Prada, but who knows Escada? And by the way, you know, that's buy the one bottle and get two product, free. Right? Let me take you to school with but me. only for Escada today. Is what, Classic you know, New York. Let's say more or less the lady on Wall Street will be wearing. Yeah. She would never be wearing Gucci as mad. She would be wearing something like this. Let me show you what they're wearing. Let me let me upgrade my people from Brook, downtown Queens and Brooklyn. In 1976, New York City was the birthplace of breakdance clicks, street rap, positive. Graffiti clicks, when I say clicks, I mean groups. Uh, sneakers with the fat shoelaces. Scratching, you know, on the uh, wheels of steel and the dual turntables, just scratching up. The guardian angels were Curtis Lewa, who would patrol the subway cars and the streets to make sure that uh, people were safe. And they just volunteered and did this. And as a matter of fact, the whole hip-hop culture, right around there in 1976, it began to emerge and I seen it right in front of my eyes. It was an amazing thing to, to behold. Right on the corner of Wyckoff Street and Nevins where the bodega was, you would see this whole culture unfold right before your eyes. Can you smell it? I got very good time. I graduated school for chemistry also as my minor. My major is sales and marketing. That's why I know what to give you. By the way, these are non-allergenic. My son has asthma. Nothing is, is um, asthmatic. I got non-allergenic fragrance. When hip-hop became mainstream, rappers would talk about their fat Cuban link chains, their big screen TVs, and in 1994, Notorious Biggie Smalls dropped his uh, song Juicy, which is now, you know, classic, and it was poetry of a young urban kid making it big and celebrating with his family and his friends. Very positive. But yet on that very same album, which was Ready to Die, again released in 1994, you begin to see the commencement or the start of this negative gangster rap that killed so many and ruined so many lives in our neighborhood. So again, uh, this is Juicy. If you listen to the lyrics very carefully, you'll hear that. And if you listen carefully within the lyrics, he said, damn right, I like the life I live because I went from negative to positive. 
You know, and that's something you would never hear right now. I mean, this young man is telling you his struggle and, you know, how he's trying to feed his baby and all of these, the struggles that he was facing in life and how he worked hard to overcome it. Yeah, you know, he's talking about selling drugs or whatever, which again, leans leans towards that whole prison mechanistic system that uh, I was bringing up. But at the same time, he's talking about, you know, with his friends and, you know, with his, with his, bought his mom's a new Acura. Wow. You know, it, it, it has a positive message contained within the totality of the song, but that's something you would never see today because it would all have to be some type of subversive demonic music, basically. So check it, man. Yeah. This album is dedicated to all the teachers that told me I never amount to nothing. To all the people that lived above the buildings that I was hustling from that called the police on me when I was just trying to make some money to feed my daughter. And all the niggas in the struggle, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's all good, baby, baby. Uh. It was all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine. Salt and pepper and heavy D up in the limousine. Hanging pictures on my wall. Every Saturday, rap attack, Mr. Magic Molly Mall. I let my tape rock till my tape pop. Smoking weed and bamboo, sipping on private stock. Way back when I had the red and black lumberjack with the hat to match. Remember rapping Duke? The hard, the hard. You never thought that hip hop would take it this far. Now I'm in the limelight, cause I rhyme tight. Time to get paid, blow up like the world trade. Born sinner, the opposite of a winner. Remember when I used to eat sardines for dinner? Peace to Raw G, Brucey e. B, Kid Capri. Funk Master Flex, Love Bug Star Schemes. I'm blowing up like you thought I would. Call a crib, same number, same hood. It's all good. Uh. And if you don't know, now you know, nigga. Personal with Robin Leach, and I'm far from cheap. I smoke stuff with my peeps all day. Spread love, it's the Brooklyn way. The Moet and Alize keep me pissy. Girls used to diss me, now they write letters cause they miss me. I never thought it could happen, this rapping stuff. I was too used to packing gats and stuff. Now honeys play me close like butter play toast. From the Mississippi down to the East Coast. Condos and Queens in dough for weeks. Sold out seats to hear Biggie Small speak. Living life without fear Putting five carrots in my baby girl ear Lunches, brunches, interviews by the pool Considered a fool cause I dropped out of high school Stereotypes of a black male misunderstood And it's still all good, uh And if you don't know, now you know, nigga Genesis. When I was dead broke, man, I couldn't picture this. 50 inch screen, money green, leather sofa. Got two rides, a limousine with the chauffeur. Phone till about 2G's flat. No need to worry, my accountant handles that. And my whole crew is lounging. Celebrating every day, no more public housing. Thinking back on my one room shack. Now my mom pips a act with me on the back. 
And she loves to show me off, of course Smiles every time my face is up in the sauce We used to fuss when the landlord dissed us No heat, wonder why Christmas missed us Birthdays was the worst days Now we sip champagne when we thirsty uh, Damn right I like the life I live Cause I went from negative to positive And it's all My man said, Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis, when I was dead broke, man, I couldn't picture this. <laughs> classic, classic, man. Yes, you know, the argument for rap music and gangster rap is that it's like watching a movie or an action adventure, and you see all of these people in these action movies shooting one another, but it's just for dramatic effect and entertainment. But the problem becomes this, it's marketed so hard, and people are so demoralized and mind control that they actually feel that in order to get rep or live a, the right way they have to live up to the life of the heroes these rappers and they'd have to shoot and kill people for notoriety fame or whatever and then document it on instagram so i'm just a messenger but this you know i was back around when this started and i've seen how it's changed because you know you used to have groups like trap called quest and diggable planets and even Biggie, KRS One, and it was all positive stuff, you know. And overnight, it just changed over right around 1990, uh, right around 94. Because if I'm not mistaken, they had the record labels had that deal or that meeting where they all had to sign non-disclosure, uh, non-disclosure agreements. And what was brought up in that meeting, it was a meeting between record executives. And music industry people, uh, they were going to promote this gangster rap because what happened was many of these companies purchased these big privatized prisons and they were empty. Well, they didn't purchase it. They wanted a guarantee that there would be full uh, occupation in these prisons. So the only way to ensure that is to push this gangster rap so that they would promote crime and murder and shooting amongst the poor communities, you know. The black, Hispanic, white, everybody really at that time because at that time the economy was kind of starting to crash and the jobs were all getting exported. So we were all basically black, white, uh, Hispanic, what have you, whatever. We were all in the same boat, really. So they were pushing this agenda of this quote-unquote gangster rap. But in reality what ended up happening is it wasn't, it wasn't, didn't result in like a dramatic movie that you go to watch it resulted in lives being lost on the street and again families being shattered just to fill these prisons up and an interesting thing if you looked at it if if you got an executive guy or some dude with means and he was caught with uh, an ounce of cocaine powder cocaine he would get x amount let's say you know um you know a fine or whatever a very light sentence but if you got caught with one little crack rock which was one five hundredth of an ounce, one little crack rock, you know, you might do five years. Now, I might be exaggerating, but it, it was pretty much that bad because it was, you know, they classified it as a pro process product, whatever it is, man. And you were, you were done, man, just for that little, that little crack rock. So really it was a tool that they put into place to just shut, take the fathers out of the homes and shatter our community and shatter the poor communities, you know, so they could all become you know, occupants of these privatized prisons for profit, you know, that were traded on the stock exchange. And this People don't realize this, and that's why this music made such a hard turn. And if you look at it these days with the drill music that's taking place, it's horrendous. It's 
really really a bad thing. So this is one example. The purpose of this episode, really one of the main things I wanted to discuss was culture and how everyone has different cultures and we benefit from cultures. And, you know, you might be from, you know, uh, Hispanic culture or black culture or Irish culture, whatever it might be, Italian culture, like in Bay Ridge in New York. And you have all of these people that, you know, they're proud of their culture and they, you know, they do their food and everything like that, whatever it is, you know, their flow. But what's happening now, like that's all pretty much gone. And if you identify with anything, you know, your old culture, whatever you're considered racist or whatever, and they just want to separate and break everybody up, you know, um, again, when it comes to culture, all of the culture has been, what's the word, deconstructed down to this one uh, hate rap music, whatever it is, murder music, as they call it, where uh, I actually heard a guy on YouTube, he was saying, hey, you know, this is murder music. You go to a club and you go to have a good time. And, you know, right away they start off with the music and it's, you know, he said, I feel like, you know, getting up and punching somebody in the face or shooting somebody in the face because of the music I'm listening to and what it's, what it's putting out there, you know, what it's projecting out. So it's pretty obvious what the agenda is and what the plan is. But the sad thing is most people are still not aware of this and they just look at it as, you know, the right way to live life. And this is the example being that there's no fathers in the homes and, no role models, all the celebrities and everybody of means that have the ability to make a difference and change in, in young people's lives choose to, you know, fly their private planes around the world and just spend money and flash it on Instagram, you know, and then the heck with everybody else, you know, let's just profit off everyone's suffering here. But yeah, we're, we're, I'm here today to talk about culture and how they're removing the culture from us. I feel right now is a time that we need to embrace different cultures. I can get into everybody's culture. I can go to Chinatown and, you know, enjoy like the, the food and the dim sums and all that stuff like that and get into it. But that's something that, again, they're trying to pull us away from that. You know, like that's a bad thing. So the first thing I stress always, man, is is to be aware of your own culture, your ethnic history, your ancestry. And if you're, you know, two or three different uh, cultures or, you know, bloodlines and you just... Learn about your whole background and where you're from because that's the richness of who we are, you know, and that's what we build towards. It's like when a father has a son, you know, he he teaches him in the ways of life and his culture and, you know, what he experienced in life. So this way, the son doesn't make the mistakes the father made or makes the right moves, you know, the way, you know, from experiences that his father brought down to him or his granddad or somebody, you know, an uncle. So... It's really important because they're taking us away from all of these things and, and really marginalizing mankind and just putting us into separate bins and then they want, you know, they put you in the Hispanic bin and in the, in the, in the Blanco bin, Blanco. I hate saying white. I mean, for some reason it's weird I say white and it's almost like derogatory. They have us so brainwashed. So in Spanish it's Blanco. This uh, Mill, Millie's, Mill's. Millie's, I think his name is a rapper from Cambridge, Massachusetts. His name is Blanco. You know, that sounds cooler. So I'll start using the word Blanco. Um, yeah, but all different backgrounds. And it's so important that we make a... In Spanish, there's a thing that's called a sancocho. And it's like a soup. Like if you're sick, it will heal you. And what it's a stew like. So what they put in the stew is they'll put like yuca, which is like cassava and batatas, and maí, and, 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 you know, like corn, and potatoes, and 
I guess three different kind of meats like pork, beef, and chicken. It's crazy. And and tripa, like uh, uh, intestine, right? Uh, sancocho. So the way I see cultures is like, you know, I'll come up with my culture and I'll put like some juca in there, like some, some sweet potato. And then the next guy will throw in, you know, some steak. And then the next dude will, you know, will throw in some corn or something like that, you know? And it, it's a beautiful thing, you know, but that's the main thing they want to keep us away from. They don't want us making Sancocho together. They want us, instead of putting our piece of corn into Sancocho, they want us to throw it at the other cultures and, and to precipitate them throwing it back at us so we can get into a big war and kill one another. Because obviously, you know, the agenda they're putting out there is to depopulate the planet, man. So people really got to open up their eyes. But we got to take it back to the Sancocho. You know, look it up online and you'll see what I mean. I know Puerto Ricans make it. I know Dominicans make it Sancocho. And that's like where we should be taking these things. But it's it's really sad, man. Everything that you're seeing right now. And I, I have to say, honestly, all generations. I'm really surprised a lot at my generation. I'm going to turn 60. Well, I just turned 64. But people from my generation, my culture, my age group, like a lot of them are like just so, I don't understand, man. They just voluntarily just give up their sovereignty and their ability to think rationally, you know, as far as what a lot of what's going on. I think a lot of people too, they know really what's going on, but they want to fit in or they don't want to get penalized or lose anything or be perceived as being a kook or conspiracy theorist. But you know... It's like all things, I mean, you know, who knows, man? I mean, I I can't explain it, man. I just have to think that, honestly, I can't believe that mankind or that m the majority of people are that um, misinformed. I'll use the word misinformed. But, you know, that's why I put these episodes out. Just, you know, I, I get emails and people telling me, you know, you've changed the way I see things and such like that. And one thing I want to say about war, I know there's a couple of wars going on right now, but um, genocide is never a good thing, man. You know, that's all I got to say. If you have, you know, a family uh, living in a house in a domicile and they're, you know, huddled, you know, mother and child and baby underneath the mattress and, and you know, you're coming with these, you know, $50 million jet planes just annihilating whole families and communities and everything like that and saying it's for your own defense because they were shooting, you know, bottle rockets at you you got to use some common sense man remove the politics and just look at literally what's happening right in front of you the genocide that is taking place i don't want to go too deep because i'm shadow banned as it is but i i have to speak on the subject because if i don't the rocks will speak up as it says you know in the bible so we're going to continue on so to keep everything consistent on this same album ready to die that was released in 1994 we have this song In the morning, crack of dawning, now I'm yawning, wipe the cold out my eye, see who's this page of me, and why, it's my nigga Pop from the barber shop, told me he was in the gambling spot, and heard the intricate plot, a niggas wanna stick me like flypaper neighbor, slow down love, please chill, drop the caper, remember them niggas from the hill up in Brownville, that you roll dice with, oh, the got nice. 
my nigga fame up in prospect Nah, them my niggas, nah, love wouldn't disrespect I didn't say them, they school me to some niggas that you knew from back when When you was clocking minor figures Now they heard you blowing up like nitro When they wanna stick the knife through your windpipe slow So, thank fame for warning me, cause now I'm warning you I got the Mac, nigga, tell me what you gonna do Damn, niggas wanna stick me for my paper Damn, niggas wanna stick me for my paper Damn Niggas wanna stick me from my paper. Damn. Niggas wanna stick me from my paper. They heard about the Rolexes and the Lexus with the Texas license plates out of state. They heard about the pounds you got down in Georgetown. And they heard you got half Virginia locked down. They even heard about the clip you bought your mom up. Florida, the fifth corridor. Call the coroner. It's gonna be a lot of slow singing and flower bringing if my burglar alarm starts ringing. What you think all the guns is for? Purpose war got the Rockwellers by the door, and I feed them gunpowder so they can devour the criminals trying to drop my decimals. Damn, niggas wanna stick me for my cream, and it ain't a dream. Things ain't always what it seems. It's the ones that smoke blunts with ya, see your picture. Now they wanna grab their guns and come and get ya. Bet your biggie won't slip. I got the calico with the black talons loaded in the clip, so I can rip through the ligaments. Put the fuckers in the bad predicament with all the foul. Went. Touch my chatter, feel my beretta. Fuck what I'ma hit you with, your motherfuckers better duck. I bring pain, blood stains on what remains of his jacket. He had a gun, he should've packed it, cocked it. Extra clips in my pocket, so I could reload and explode on your asshole. I fuck around and get hardcore. C4 to your door, no beef, no more, nigga. Feel the rough, scandalous. The more weed smoke I puff, the more dangerous. I don't give a fuck about you or your weak crew What you gonna do when Big Papa come for you? I'm not running, nigga, I bust my gun and Hold on, I hear somebody coming Man, there was only one Biggie, for sure It's the GOAT Basically, what I was trying to express on this episode Is the culture that I grew up in, that I know At the point in time that I knew Which was uh, New York City, specifically Brooklyn in the 70s Actually, I grew up there from the 60s. I was born in 59, so 60s, 70s, and a good part of the 80s. And I know for a fact the most violent years uh, in New York City were the 70s. Really, really bad. So, yeah, I, I just gave you a little snapshot of what I know. And what is very important is for you to do your own research on your culture or Try to take notes, you know, talk to your parents or people that you know or get online in YouTube. For example, myself, I like to get into my old salsa and my old Latin music, Cuban music, whatever it might be. But I make it a point of listening to it and following it. Even I, I love reggae music, like Jamaican music and dance hall and all that. Ica Mouse, Yellowman, and of course, Bob Marley. You hear a lot of Bob Marley, Steel Pulse. Uh, they're from UK. They're really good. So... Culture is what it's really all about because it's the one thing you can't buy. It's just, you can buy cultural things, but you can't buy culture. You know, it's something that's organic and comes from man himself, you know. So learn about your culture, learn about other people's cultures because that's where the richness of life really comes from. And many times, like our education system, if you want to learn about that really, you got to get into this guy, author by the name of John Taylor Gatto, and he gets into the educational system funded by the Rockefellers and how it's basically here to teach you how to follow orders and to, you know, 
stay in your place and you know like like a mold like you were put in a mold and conform to the mold and don't go past it do not go past gold do not collect $200 for you people that play Monopoly it's something that again it's so easy to fall into the trap of blindness and being unaware of what's being perpetrated because you're too busy on your Instagram scroll or trying to make a million dollars on you know with your rap song on Spotify which I, I forgot what the figure was but I think it was um you have to sell 3,000 downloads of one song and you will make, I think it was $75. I forget exactly what it was. It was something really ridiculous, like point oh 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 one cent for every download. And that's where they're painting us into a corner so that we perceive no way out and no understanding out of the suffering that we're in right now because the world, it's just in a tremendous uh, state of suffering right now. But if you allow yourself to get quagmired into that, then you lost already and don't even bother getting up in the morning. Just put the sheets over your head and, you know, drink your hot cocoa and put your fluffy slippers on and cry, you know, cry your eyes out and, you know, play sad songs. But this is a time for real men, real men and women to get up and uh, assert themselves and achieve their goals in life. And the goals don't mean to get material things or to make a lot of money or whatever. The goal really is to learn about your culture, to love your family, to make sure that your family is learning the right things and not being polluted by this satanic agenda that they have out here for us, as we all know what's going on. I see people in Staten Island are really getting fed up, man. So I just see it. I know I have my uh, I have family in Staten Island, and uh, it's cr- it's craziness what's going on. But you know, I don't know, from my perspective, I mean, it's pretty obvious, this whole agenda, the way it's been going down. I've, I, I've been following conspiracy theories since like the 90s. I used to listen to Art Bell uh, on AM radio, Art Bell, and you know, now I think it's George Norrie. Uh, craziness, but you know, a lot of conspiracy theory, but a lot, of, a lot of truth on there too. So I saw this thing coming a mile away, you know, but the real intricacies of it I started seeing around 9-11 uh, with the World Trade Center and Building 7 and all that stuff like that. It really, a younger guy that worked with me uh, brought to my attention, YouTube just came out and he told me about Loose Change. So I watched Loose Change and it kind of blew me away with Silverstein and the whole insurance scam and all that stuff. Crazy, crazy shit. So, so easy to be misled. Make sure you're consuming the right content, that you're not getting brainwashed and that you make your own decisions and do your own research. It's very important. I see a lot of people being very opinionated on st- things that they don't—they know nothing about. So before you espouse anything or hold somebody accountable for something they said wrong or whatever the case may be, make sure that you have a firm understanding of what's really taking place. And just because you see it on CNN or in Google doesn't mean it's correct because all of the—I'm telling you—all of the information is disappearing now. Uh, this is. Uh, my episode 204 okay so go back into my archives my old episodes i've been doing this about four years five years you'll see a lot of those topics put them in google and they're they're gone they disappeared if you think i'm kidding go ahead and do that and um but the good thing is that sometimes i have to refer back to my old archives to get some mp3 sound clips to put on the podcast because they're really wiping it all out crazy time that we're in right now this uh and trust me 2000 because this is uh december 7th of 2023 they say 2024 is going to be crazy and i could i could see it coming already 
it's uh it's not good but at the same time we got to stay positive and put all of the energy and effort that we have and resources that we have into a positive direction of getting better not uh and i don't want to get back into the sneakers again and all that stuff like that but it's you you know where i'm coming from with that stuff make sure that you're investing in yourself and not uh, making the fat cats richer you know even though they quote unquote come from your same background or your same community or whatever you know stick with your culture learn about other people's cultures and find a way to make a better sound culture that we could all of our cultures can get along better together it's it's so important in this time that we're in because uh it looks like people are losing hope and everything like that and that's the last thing you 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 can do i honestly see light at the end of the tunnel and i think we're going to do well with this because everybody is literally waking up right now the truth needs no one to protect it it can walk around like a lion and defend itself but a lie always has to be perpetuated and that's all they have for us are the jokers in the deck right now and a bunch of lies and everybody's waking up to it right now so again you know a lot of stuff that i talk about but i I hear a lot of fear porn out there, people talking about how the Illuminati are taking over and how we have no hope and everybody's black-pilled. And that's really that's really what they want for us to do. But there are a few people that I'm hearing out there coming up with some real positive stuff. Let's get away from the negativity. The only thing I will say, if, if you're a younger person, yes, you do want to be aware of a lot of these dark things that are happening and everything that's going on. You don't want to be oblivious to it. You have to know the enemy and you have to study them and what they do, Right. But you can't dwell on that. Once you learn something, look into it, get your research done, and then you move on. And then utilize all of that information to propel you forward as opposed to dragging you down into the darkness and despair, you know. So I've been rambling on here for a little while. And uh, I really do want to thank you for listening and praise Jesus' name.
Welcome to the Alpha Male Buddhist from Brooklyn podcast. I'm your host, Miguel. I like to cover topics from ancient history, great leaders and generals from the past, and I also like to talk about self-realization, truth, critical thinking, and strategic spirituality. Outside the box, nonconformist. I'm here to shatter the myths of the mainstream media and the beta sheeple narrative. My email address is alphamalebuddhist at gmail.com. My website is alphamalebuddhist.podbean.com. My Instagram is alphamalebuddhist. And check out my YouTube channel, Alpha Male Buddhist, and that's on YouTube. It is the podcast accompanied with video clips that integrate exactly with the podcast, so it's motivational and inspirational. I also have promotional t-shirts. If you go to my website, alphamalebuddhist.podbean.com, you can see the promotional t-shirts there. Reach out to me. Also, if you have any show notes or any suggestions that you would like to hear on the podcast, just reach out and see if I can get that done. I've been getting some really great emails and feedback from my listeners, which is great. So I want to thank you for listening and namaste.